0: Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick and I'm flying solo on a weekend edition of the Oakland Warriors podcast. So the preseason is over and I wanted to just talk about the Warriors last preseason game against the Portland Trailblazers in San Francisco. I guess the biggest thing to come out of this game is that the Warriors finally decided to leave that 15th roster spot open. We've talked about this on the show a bunch, whether or not it would be Avery Bradley, Gary Payton II, or nobody in that slot. So they went with nobody, right? It is seemingly a purely money-saving move, and I think it's kind of a risk, right? Like we've talked about a bunch how the Warriors' perimeter defense is – a little lacking. They need a point of attack defensive minded guard in a league where there are a ton of really, really talented athletic young guards. And right now, if you look at the Warriors roster, that's actually one of the concerns. So in the final game, Gary Payton, the second, he was out again, I believe, because he had aggravated That hernia injury, I'm not exactly sure, but he didn't play. So the Warriors tried Moses Moody a lot in some of these situations, and why not, right? Moody is 6'6", with a massive 6'11", wingspan. He's not very quick, and he seems to have a little bit of trouble staying in front of quicker guards, even if they're closer to his size. So that might be a bit of a gamble. But the thing is, it's like Gary Payton II wouldn't have been that expensive. It's just all the luxury tax implications, circumstances that would have made his salary cost a lot more for the organization. Now, the question is, like, will he make it through waivers and will he be available for them to pick up again? I don't know. You know, I mean, like, (laughs) maybe in my bubble, we've talked so much about Gary Payton II. It's like it's a no brainer to have him on a roster somewhere in the NBA you know, like as a 15th man, just to put somebody out there on defense. I mean, he's bouncy, he's serviceable, and he knows his role. So if he doesn't make it through waivers, if another team picks him up, then, you know, I'm sure maybe the Warriors might be able to find a guy eventually. But they'll be in a really, really interesting spot going forward. Because what you notice in this Blazers game, it's like some of their lineups are pretty unathletic, are a little stiff. You know They don't have that backup point guard. You saw in the second unit that they went with a three-guard look with Jordan Poole, Damian Lee, and Andre Iguodala, right? I mean, I guess technically Iguodala could be small forward, but basically three-guard lineup. So they had three guys who could initiate, bring up the ball, start the offense, all that jazz. But obviously none of those guys is anyone who is going to stop Damian Lillard stop De'Aaron Fox, stop Kyrie Irving. But, you know, Kyrie Irving, he's pretty much stopped himself for the season. Andre obviously could have done it even just a few years ago, but he is, what, 37, 38. He's not going to be able to do that on the regular. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this situation evolves moving forward. Like I've said in previous episodes, it's not my money. So I'm like, I wanted them to keep somebody whoever deserved that spot, that 15th spot, I wanted them to sign somebody and obviously wanted Gary Payton the second. I thought he was the best fit overall. I mean, if you were waiting for someone on the buyout market, then you could have just signed somebody to a non-guaranteed and cut them or whatever, and then signed who you really wanted. I mean, when you have a chance to maybe address or put a Band-Aid on one of your team's potential fatal flaws, then wouldn't you do it? It's a bit of a gamble trying to see if you could save a little money and hoping that GP2 will still be there. If not, you're going to have to dig around and find somebody else, but I don't know if you'll find anybody that cheap of that quality of a player. We'll see, we'll see. I'm pulling for Moses Moody. He had a pretty good game. Good on him because during Summer League, It felt like more of the shine was on Jonathan Kaminga, but now that Kaminga was able to play, people are starting to appreciate Moody for the simple things that he can do. I mean, those two follow-up tip-ins, those plays kind of represent Moses Moody pretty well, right? Like very, very heady, solid play, right? He was in the right position at the right time and he was playing hard, head, mind in the game, and he tipped those shots in because he has crazy long arms, It also kind of typifies him because there were great plays, but they weren't like spectacular. He does the smart stuff, the glue stuff, maybe without as much flair as some other guys might. He didn't throw these putbacks down with a ton of force, you know. They're just tippets. I mean, (laughs) he fell over on the first one. He's a great guy to have on the team. And I think now that you actually look at this Warriors line, you're like, wow, now they have a guy who can play solid team defense, even as a rookie. I'm sure he'll make mistakes, but a dude who can also hit threes consistently. That corner three, you know, I mean, that's going to be his shot. And the Warriors also cut Michael Mulder because it was clear that he was not going to be on the 15-man roster. It was never a question. And he might end up as a two-way, but like I've said before, if you look at Mulder and you look at Moses Moody, it's like Moody's... Taller, better, he's younger, and you want to develop him. And who knows? Maybe Moses Moody, unlike Michael Mulder, will actually hit some shots in the clutch. I mean, at the very least, when the Warriors play some quick, fast backcourts, talented backcourts, hey, they have Moses Moody's six fouls to throw out there if they need to. I like Jordan Poole's game against the Blazers. The Blazers focused on Poole a little bit more after seeing him and after kind of looking at his tendencies a little bit. But, you know, he stayed with it and he got his eventually a little bit of a slow start when it was just him as the main scorer on the court. But that's part of it, right? People are going to pay more attention to him and they'll scout him and they'll look at what he likes to do and he'll just have to come up with counters. He'll have to adjust. I mean, he probably has some counters already for things, but he hasn't had to use them. So it'll be fun. It'll be really interesting to see him evolve as a basketball talent. Another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was in 1943, so I'd say this is a no-brainer. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, throw down $1 on any NFL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Steph. I mean, what can you say about that dude, right? Like he went off and he scored more than 40 points in the final preseason game. I think this season can go a couple ways for Steph, assuming there's health for everyone. He has so much more help this year that obviously he won't have to do as much. He'll have more people scoring and maybe he'll get more rest even this year. Or, Or he has another MVP caliber season because... He's way more open than he has been in the past. There was one play, I forgot who had the ball for the Warriors on the wing, close to the corner on the left side. And it was in the first half. And I think Norman Powell was guarding Steph. And then the ball went out to this other Warriors player on the wing. And Norman Powell didn't know where to go. He was kind of dancing back and forth between Steph and the corner shooter because he doesn't want to leave Steph open. But like what? Are you going to leave the guy with the ball in his hands open? That's what we might see more of. You can't leave certain guys open at all on this team this year. Last year, you could leave Kelly Oubre Jr. open and you weren't scared of any of the other Warriors shooters last season. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you know, fingers crossed, knock on wood, all that superstitious good luck stuff. Please, please, let's have some health for the Warriors this season and um, we'll see how it goes from there. A couple other notes, Bielitza. I mean, I love that guy uh, already. He has a little bit of attitude, got a little locked up with Marquise Chris, who I'm also a big fan of, of course, still. But, you know, he ain't afraid. He was messing around with the offense. He was shooting long threes. He was driving to the basket, driving and kicking. And I was like, okay, okay. I think this dude is enjoying this offense, is enjoying passing. And they were looking good. There was a crispness again to the passing. I mean, it started off a little slower, but once they got into it, we're going to see a little bit more of that old school Warriors beautiful game this year. They're sharing the basketball. It's it's nice. It's good. It's good. It's not just like, oh, Steph dancing around, creating space. And bottom line is, hey, the Warriors, they have good chemistry, it seems like, on the court. And... I'm guessing that means good chemistry off the court. And you watch these guys, and there's across the board a pretty high basketball IQ. So that will very much come into play this season as they coalesce even more. So fingers crossed, it all keeps going forward. Anyway, we're working on our Warriors season preview episode. That'll be dropping Monday. So stay tuned for that. And Yeah. This has been another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epiño E P E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amarto for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs.